the Motivation Podcast, hosted by Lori Joy Kingwell and Chrissy Van. That's me. And we're taking you on a little off-roading. And every single week, we're going to be joined by our dope friend, Rochelle from True Grit Moto. Woo! Hey, I floss. <laughs> and every week, we are going to ask each other stupid questions, and we're going to answer them. And why, you may ask? Because we can. All right. This is your Motivation. Off-road edition. <laughs> I'm moving again. <laughs> And like, <laughs> technically I was, but I wasn't for like another six months. And they were like, you just moved here. I was like, yes, but I'm off again. I'm off to the next adventure. And he was like, okay. And he knew. He knew. How old were you? And why did you feel that need? Because I do recall how much yeah. authority it felt like these establishments had over us. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious. I would have been um, 20 two or 23. Um, and there wasn't a lot of authority. I think it was cause I was like, when I was <laughs> applying for the job, it was like the real cool, one of the cool hip stores in Calgary. So I was very much like, I really want this job. Like I'll be a good fit and like really sold myself. And then within the first like week or two, I was like, yeah, this is mind-numbingly boring. I forgot how mind-numbingly boring it was to work at a clothing store. And I can and I also did that thing where you like grab all your shit you want for 40% off with your oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh just, yeah. Oh yeah. And so wasn't so much that they had authority, you know, like he was essentially a you know an old dude working managing a clothing company. So I didn't exactly feel as though this was like a mentor of mine that I was missing out on. <laughs> But yeah, I definitely pretended I was moving. Um, I also... I Somewhere that was close to that place? What's that? Uh, no, so back... To, I was moving back to Saskatchewan. I said, did you end up working somewhere? Oh, working. Well, I was a part-time job, so I had another job. Okay. What was the other job that was way less boring? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my little munchkins. And so this was like just like a job where I was like, oh, I'll just work like a few hours a week at this place, get a discount, meet some people. And I was like, well, this is fucking boring. So see ya. That, and that was, you only did that one time. You only had one job where that ever happened. That I quit in the first month for sure. Yeah. I think that was the only one that pops into my head as far as like a quick, quick in, quick out. I, I had so many. I'm like, okay. I'm like, where do I start? Wow. I worked at Starbucks for a day. I was like working. People were yelling and I was like, nope, fuck this. See ya. I worked at Boston Pizza for two days in Newfoundland. I worked at Audi in Newfoundland for a day. Um, I worked Why two days at Boston Pizza. Let's rewind here. Like what made you show up the second day after day one? Okay. Okay. I worked at Boston Pizza. I got the job because everybody was like, it pays so good. And I was sitting there and everything was good. It was jive. The guy was cool. The staff was hot. You know, I'm into that. Um, And so he gives me the menu and he goes, take this home and research it. You need to know it by the time you start your first shift. Right. And I looked at the menu and I was like, oh, okay. So then, you know, I went back there, did one training shift, went home the next day, went back the next day, and they put me on the floor. And the first person was like, so what dips do you have? And I was like, oh, 
Um, I didn't research that part. And I went back and he was like, you didn't know the dips. And I was like, no, I didn't know the dips. And he's like, what did I say to you? This is what I mean about the entitled people in retail and restaurants. When we were coming up the ranks, there were a lot of them. (sighs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. I couldn't even believe it. And Starbucks was the same thing. It's just like, it was so regimented. Like you needed, I commend these people, whoever can do that job. I commend you. I can't believe it not for me you was not for me me of a job um the same thing restaurant i got the boot after the first month i didn't quit they did write me off the schedule though because i was so bad at my job so restaurant work it's what it is they're so difficult you know like there's and i've been good at certain restaurants but yeah i've definitely been like in the first I did. I also did. Um, okay. You know, there was this roofing for a little while that was like, it looked like, uh, like a tile, like from, you know, like the hot country basically like, but like it was a terracotta kind of thing to be able to serve. Yeah. It looked like it was terracotta, but it was plastic to survive here in the Vancouver area. And, and I got that job from like a, uh, I worked at one of those, like get work as it comes in daytime places. You show up with your steel toes, like I'm here to work today. And they had sent me on this job. That was a three week long job and it was night shift. And, uh, I was like, basically like doing, um, like line work for this roofing. And I literally, after like the first night was like, no, I'm fucking out of here. This place sucks. (laughs) So funny when, you know, I've got two that come to mind. I had a very brief stint as a maid, I didn't mean to get that job. I did not mean to get that job. I'm not a very tidy person. I'm basically the least qualified human to have this job, but it was a hotel (laughs) chain. I lived in this little town of 13,000 people. So hospitality was where it was at if you were young and wanted employment. And so I went hoping for maybe to be a busser at the restaurant. Like I heard the tip life was really good. And they basically just bring you in for an interview And they basically were like, oh, we actually don't have that available now. But what we do have, and it was to be a chambermaid, was the full title. And I was like, oh, no, not for me. And they were like, well, it pays $16 an hour. And I was like, like, oh, yeah, I was like, (laughs) sign me up. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I was so fucking terrible. It was so bad. Like, and like the ladies that ran it, like they were just like such a bitch, like quite literally would yeah. take their finger against things and be like, mm, like, did you dust this correctly? I'm like, probably not. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening anymore. And the uniforms were this thick polyester where you would just oh. cook in your own sweat. They were black with puffy sleeves. Like you just looked hideous and ugly. And then the second one was Shoppers Drug Mart. So basically I worked on cruise ships. And so you'd be six months on and then you'd probably have about two to three months off. And I wasn't really in a position that I could just not work for two to three months because you don't get compensated very well working on ships either. And so I was like, oh, I'll just grab a part-time job. And I was like, oh, Shoppers Drug Mart's been my dream. Like I remember going mm-hmm. up to the cashiers and being like, I just would love this job to just do the beep beep and go through. Same thing, mind-numbingly boring. Like I commend people, your feet kill because you're not even moving around. Right. And 
Yeah. Same thing. I was just kind of terrible. Like I'd forget to ask for their optimum card. They were in, they were out. So I quit that as well in under a month. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to go work at pier one imports. That's what happened. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Speaking of jobs. Segue. Segue. Perfect segue. So the airport, I feel like is a horrible place to (laughs) For the obvious reasons, especially now. <laughs> oh, like, what was the, did you tell them? Were you like, this is boring, man? Or are we, is she delayed in this? <laughs> I think so. I like furniture stores. I love working in furniture stores. I'm not going to lie. What are you, what planet are you on? What are you talking about? She's frozen and I think we just got the audience. That's magic. I love furniture. <laughs> My favorite part about the airport is the, furniture, the furniture. Clearly, and I love how like where Rachel's face is frozen right now. I know. I feel de- I feel so delayed. You are, and it's making magic. Are you we with still us have now? Mastered the Zoom thing. Fuck. Are can you, you with hear me? I can hear you now. I can't. You're still frozen <laughs> as the happiest kid in the school shed. I think it's almost more fun this way. Like, we won't know oh, what the response is. is. There she I'm is. Dry- oh, We're going to try that again. We're not talking furniture stores. <laughs> talking airports. Okay. You with us? I'm here. Boom. Okay. So airports, miserable place to work, in my opinion. If you had to work in an airport, you have no choice. What is the job that you would like to do the most? And what is the job that you would very much like to do the least? Most pilot, clearly. Oh, no, you're in the airport, ma'am, working in the airport. Don't get all. You can't. I thought I nailed this one. (laughs) No, sorry, Bob. You're too classy. Okay, well, then revision. I will pilot those little carts that drive people around to the gate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. little beep beep ding ding 100 me too and definitely the least optimal would be to offload and onload the luggage oh. i feel like you have time pressure you're dealing with weather whatever that is like non-stop i don't think you can be ergonomically lifting anything in that capacity so no. those are my best and my worst gotcha i want to be the flag guy I want to be the one that flags. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So that, and then the one that you said where you drive the little cart around, but I feel like you have to pack. You still have to load luggage if you drive the cart. So I think, I think just the direction person. And I would least want to be somebody who cleans the washroom. Mm, That's, that's fair. A lot goes on in airplane bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to do it on the plane. No, no. Um, okay. Mine is close. I thought, th- I thought you guys were talking about the cart Mimi, where you like put the people that can't walk far in. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the one I was talking about. Then you don't have to load things. Really. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Um, so the worst one I think would be dealing kind of a, t- a two for a little bit is security because ma'am, do you have liquids? Sir, yeah. Okay, you got. Oh, you've got eight bottles of shampoo, and like, 
you know, it's just like the, the, the idiocy that you would deal with on a daily basis would just, I would just want to physically hurt so many people by the end of the day. <laughs> and then also the people that do the tickets. Oh yeah. Because people just don't want to hear what they don't want to hear. And they'll ask over and over and over again. And just like, I just watch people at the airport, including myself at times. And everybody is just a disaster. It's like they turn into the most, you know, ill-prepared version of yourself. And then, and also just think that if they could say the right thing or push the right button, then they'll get what they want. And I just think nothing would make me want to believe less in humanity than working (laughs) An airport in two jobs. I'm really glad we had this conversation before I'm headed to the airport tonight. Yeah, prepare. Don't, be that <laughs> Don't be that asshole. You're going to be thinking about it now. You'll be like, I wonder if I would want that guy's job. I'm like badass through the security line. I've traveled enough. I've got yes. it down to a science. I'm, I'm super organized. Like yeah, me too. I do not delay. Yeah, I'm with you in that kind of no. thing. Like, well, bam, I know the pockets. I know everything's going. Boom. You want that? Got yeah. that. Totally. Sweatpants, no belt, no shoelaces, slip it on, everything plastic. I was that person, though. I I have to be very truthful. For many years, I was the person that was nervous and flapping and flopping around and dropping things. And like, I would just panic as I went through security. I hated it. And you see people going on holiday instantly when you're heading back from the destination and they're just all flustered. It's like all the relaxation that they just did for a week, 10 days out the window. Especially because you bring so much stuff back with you when you're trying to travel back somewhere. Usually they got like little trinkety thing, trying to fit it all in. Hide the drugs. Hide the drugs, the Bibles, the everything. Dildo. It's bad news. Dildo. Um, Every time. Oh, okay. That's that's my question. Up. Who here has been stopped at the airport with a sex toy in their luggage? And oh. what was your experience? So I haven't. And, but I have a wonderful story of Dave way back in the day um, when he was going through <laughs> little, little Grand Prairie, um, airport and they opened his boss's suitcase and they had been away on like a little work trip and he had lube in there and he's like it was the most uncomfortable thing because like I can't and now we know I've seen it we all (laughs) was it more than 50 milliliters was that's why they had to take it out and oh fuck it was just like oh my god oh my god and now we (laughs) and it's Dave oh my god like, and now I have to travel with this guy and we have to pretend that this moment didn't happen. Like just that he's like, it was one of the most awkward experiences, but myself or Dave has yet. And I've like taken my sex toys across like in place, but it's never gotten, I, I always, I always like genuinely was like, if something ever happens where they're like, and what is this? I was like, I'm going to like egg it on and like put it in my ear I'm going to like put it up like, that's an air massager. Like (laughs) so hard into it that like they either laugh or they're so uncomfortable that they are like, oh no, I will flip those tables so hard and so fast. So I almost like hoped that they would, I'd like open it, open it, whip it out. Whip Whip it it out real good. 
Uh, so I've not had it happen while traveling, but since this is off-road, I will tell you the most embarrassing thing that has happened with my sex toys. Yes. When we were moving out here to Vancouver, we rented our home and it happened in about a three and a half week period. And within that three and a half week period, Gav and I had also won a vacation. So we basically had two weeks to do all our shit. And it was intense. Like we had a whole house. Right. So anyways, we find some tenants, all the things we pack up our stuff. We're all set to travel across the country. And we had basically like with the way the dates had worked out, we stayed at his parents' house the day before we left. Cause we were like out of our home. And we get a message like, have you guys left yet? And the only thing that I forgot to pack out of my life, was my everyone's faces it's just as horrible as you think it's my (laughs) like my bedroom drawer oh my my sex toys are all in there yeah so we get this message from now our tenants that I have to take money from monthly and she was like it's all good I guess she used to do those parties back in the day where they sell so she was like no shame da 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 but like as somebody that grew up in a Catholic school and all the things, it was like any residual sex shame I had yeah. from growing up. I was living in that cloud, mortified. <laughs> I actually didn't deal with our tenants their entire time staying in our home. We never took rent from them after that. We just, we let them have the home. Right. Just that's the end of it. Down when they you were home. Live there now. Yeah. So that's like, so the did most she mortifying. have to touch the toys to move them? You know, what's funny is I don't even know. <laughs> She's left him there. Like, like I actually has its don't spot. even have memory of what the decisions were beyond that. Because I think I was just so dead inside. I, I'm i like, maybe Gav got them. Maybe we said just chuck them. I'm really not sure. But yeah, the worst. Amazing. The fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so because I'm a lesbian. What? You guys didn't know that? Shocked, and because I'm uh, a particular lesbian, I love the strap on. Ah, okay, nice. that doesn't okay. shock me at all, right? Is it shocking? I doubt. So no. then, um, I have a, a, a basically a family member, like a chosen family member, and their partner is like not really. They for the longest time weren't really supportive. And didn't want to know about the gay stuff. Like, I remember I hugged a friend of mine in front of her daughter. And she, like, yelled at me because she thought I was being gay in front of her kid. Yeah, it was it was pretty Holy brutal. Lick. Holy lick is right. And it's a I level still, of homophobia that, oof, nah. It was aggressive. So, anyway, I bring my partner to said cabin. And I wear, like, a leather strap-on that holds the dildo in it. Got you. And the dildo is rainbow. Why the? F- like, I would want it sparkling. Fuck not. Because I like to be that guy. Leave the cabin. <laughs> we leave the cabin for the weekend. Right. And it's like Thanksgiving. And there's like 25 people um, staying at this cabin. And um, the only people that hadn't showed up yet were supposed to stay in our room after we left. So we oh, left no. on like a Saturday and on the Sunday, these people arrived and guess what was left hanging still not cleaned on the back of the door handle when they shut the door. 
Oh no, Michelle! What oh God's no, name number one. Why are you fucking at the family cabin? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that like opened up so many questions of like. It was nasty. And I and I get the worst call I have ever had. Yeah, no kidding. And not only that, they couldn't even address it or call it anything. <laughs> what did they, they were like, say? What did they call <laughs> it? The thing? They didn't, they didn't address it at all. They were just like, you left something behind. Oh. It's inappropriate. Oh. We threw it in the garbage. Oh, oh you're like, that Watch shit's expensive. next time you leave. Yeah, I literally was like, you know how much money that costs? And I, I, I but the mortification, like I was mortified. I, can't even I was like, I can't even Oh my sweet baby Jesus. Imagine. And not only that, like I never talked about sex. We never said anything. Like I can't even hug. And and, and they it was the they caught the most disturbed. Like I I bet they prayed. Oh, they held for vigil. days. I bet they christened. It was holy water yeah, dipped. They burned that thing. Off. Exorcism came in a in. fire outside. Yep, yep. Sage. They were sweeping. What in and um, what made you want to do that in the home where you weren't even allowed to hug? I'm all for I, like <laughs> you don't do their rules, like do you? But like that seems like the most gigantic leap of like, <laughs> like that just feels like. Such oh, a- I feel like that would add to the spice. It makes it a little like ooh, it totally yeah. adds to yeah. the spice. I, it was like right, right, right. Done it. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Part of the it's like, wait a minute, we're not allowed to do, do this here. That's part right. Of the I'm doing this extra here. Now yeah. it seems like the obvious. Like, you got to be quiet. You know, hundred <laughs> percent. So taste of the that rainbow. was mortifying. And on top of it all, like the funnier ones was obviously like I've been. I've been asked at the airport many a time, like, what is this? Whip it out. Sometimes they're double-sided and they're like yeah. holding it like it's like a shake gun. And you're just like, you know what that is, bitch. Like, give me a fucking break here. 100%. Or like one time I had a vibrator. You live under a rock. You know what this is. I know. Or like you see, like you're on the other side of the x-ray machine and you see it go through the x-ray yeah. and you're like, wow, that that looks like a dick in there. <laughs> There's a dick in my bag. Yeah, it looks like a dick. Um, yeah, it's and you just like laugh box. about it. And some people, yeah. some people look at you. They're just kind of like give you that eye, like, okay, good one. I see it in there. But and those are the best ones. Those are the funny ones. So <clears throat> amazing. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Well, I'm sure that they were like they no longer looked at the hugs as being an issue. Did they, or were they like, now I'm even more, I see where hugs lead to rainbow <laughs> dildos. This is gateway hugs. Yeah, yeah. Gateway hugs. You know, what's funny though, is that one of the sisters who was absolutely like totally never said anything to me, like the whole family has always been kind of like, like kind of off put by it. But one day she comes up to me like later on and she sits me down in like an old bedroom. Cause the house was like old as hell. And she goes, you know, I just have a question. Um, my neighbor, uh, you know, John, he started wearing dresses. And I'm just wondering, like, how do I address it? And I was like, well, you don't. like, I don't know. Like, you don't. Like, what None are you talking business. about? They She's can like, wear well, it's because an elephant costume. None of your business. 
I was, I honestly was like, I don't even know how to answer that, but like, you know, leave them alone, maybe and or talk to them, say hi. How's your day? Treat them like a human, just human. Treat them like them. a human. Like just God, like around them. How no, I was like, hey, you know what? Them. Actually, do you have a pitchfork? Um, get that pitchfork. <laughs> head over there. Shoot make them with sure a dart. Have a stick that's a flame. Yeah, make sure you tell all, whisper it to all the other people in the community, and get their input as well. And yeah, then yeah. if it's an issue that you should address collectively as a neighborhood, <laughs> and if you should maybe vote on it, and then like let him yeah. know you're having a vote, and he's allowed to vote as well. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. that's yeah. What on God, earth? God damn! It's you know, it's the funniest shit in the world, but also not. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's my, that's my stories. Amazing. Well, that did not disappoint. No. <laughs> good job, team. Good job, team. This was good. I loved it. You just went off-roading with the Motivation Podcast, hosted by Lori Joy Kingwell and myself, Chrissy Van. And of course, a special thank you to Rochelle from True Get Moto. Whoop, boss it. Never miss an episode by hitting like or subscribe. Connect with us on Instagram, a motivation podcast, and visit our website at themotivation.com. And in the meantime, full tags, full throttle. I think this is good though. It's like healthy, you know, like people will be like, oh my God, I don't you floss. Floss <laughs> to be so hard not to laugh to get through this intro. <laughs> <laughs>